playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. people welcome back to another episode of the radical latino show it's your host the radical latino aka number 25 on all latin podcasts aka mr unsuable for the 10th week running what is going on mi gente how's everything going it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy week. It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy month. It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy year. I cannot wait for this year to be over and done with. Oh my God. Sorry that I'm coming late. I warned you guys on Instagram and on my YouTube community page that I, the podcast will be late because I wanted to dedicate an episode for the whole election thing but then when i was researching it um they said that the election uh whole tally might not even might not even uh you know be done until friday or maybe later than that because all the mail-in ballots so i said oh hell no so let me just do a live and this is the thing this is the thing I have way more subscribers on my podcast than I do on my YouTube channel. So go to my YouTube channel right now. Subscribe, 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 because I went on live and I had a, a wonderful discussion on live with, you know, the whole election and I'll talk about some of my uh things as what i what i'm thinking right now about the election you know what i'm saying i'll i'll give you some of my thoughts but that's gonna be later on just let's hold on you know what i'm saying anyway so that's that was a thing and that's the reason why i'm a little late i'm sorry also i had an interview with dominican renaissance so if you guys haven't checked that out go to his channel dominican renaissance um me and him had a close to three hour interview. So that was great. You know, go check that out right there. Now, now, um, obviously this week is going to be really short. It's obviously going to be a short episode. Let's see. I don't know. Let's see if it's going to be a short episode or not. You know what I'm saying? I usually say it's going to be a short episode and then it doesn't become a short episode. So let's see, but, uh, let's read last week's comment that I interviewed self style shout out to that brother, you know, self styles, uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful dude. Um, he, he's, uh, one of these people that, you know, he comes and hits you with the knowledge real hard and you gotta be prepared for it because that'll, that'll knock you over the head with it. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to self styles, right? Um, he already had a previous interview with Extina, but I felt like our interview, we went a little deeper. You know what I'm saying? No, no shade at Extina, but you know, you know, 
she she ain't she ain't you know she ain't built for this interview lifestyle no let me start let me start let me start let me start but shout out to tina too go subscribe to her um so i want to read uh want to read some of the the comments uh so Xtina says self-styled is that dude shout out to Xtina. yes yes he is yes he is um el, el negro says hey radical speaking of that racist asian video the ignorant fools who are posting those anti-black comments they are exposing themselves you're right it was like looking at the comments under the videos of richard spencer david duke jerry taylor and antonio batista when i posted my comment under that video those racist trolls attacked me too they're also tight with that those fools are a bunch of cowards because they would never say these type of things they type to someone's face 100 percent true the comment section on that video is kind of dying down little by little little by little again I got the YouTube algorithm cutting the shit short and it's funny because when I posted that shit, when I posted that video, I had no commentary on it, right? That shit stopped blowing up. Then I see and uh, Andy, Andy Batista, he posted that same video too. And that shit barely got 2000 views. <laughs> I thought he, he thought that he could blow up too. relax, man. It's not that serious. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, Mrs. H says, yes, OG Arancho is a covert racist, 100% true. And he wants to deceive Latin people by saying they're all mixed, but he only uplifts the Spanish side, which is 100% true. Also, you got to really watch out for these type of people that come into our community thinking that they're all inclusive and saying that they were, they're all inclusive. We all got to coming together i don't care about the whole white bullshit that's an anglo thing and they start using words that they don't even know the definition of and you think that motherfucker is deep talking about dialectic and you know um it's alchemy and that's that gringo th listen he he doesn't even know what they what they mean you know what i'm saying he doesn't even know what they mean it just sounds good it just sounds good because let's be honest, most of these motherfuckers don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It sounds good, but you guys don't know what, you know, you guys just don't know what the fuck he's saying. That's all it is, you know. Oh, ooh, he's woo deep. No, he's not. In other words, he's not saying shit because if you see somebody always bigging up Spain, 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 you got to kind of question that. What the fuck is going on? Like, come on. I'm saying. Anyway, so shout out to Mrs. H. Um, Red Wolf said, Radical Latino will soon be exposed and outed. Ooh. Oh, no. Not, <laughs> not exposed. What? Well, listen. I already... Listen, people already exposed my name. Is Samuel Rodriguez. You know, this is nothing new. I really, I still to this day don't know how Antonio found out, but you know, it is what it is, you know, it is what it is. And Marcus 912 says, Hey, radical. Do you, have you ever spoke Spanish with Kim? One, two, three. <laughs> um, I never did. Never spoke Spanish to, to, to that man. Um, but. 
I I know things. I know I know some personal things about him that you guys will be like, wait a minute, hold on. Okay. Oh whoa. You know, uh, let me just put put it out there. He wasn't born in Mexico. Okay, that's all I gotta say. That's all I got. He likes his little, you know, put that up, but he wasn't born in Mexico. He was born here. If you guys want to have a real laugh and see his autism come into play, go watch that interview with him at Ancho. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, 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 moving on to our first topic, Kasia Brooks or KG Brooks, you know? in her speech in the police board, right? Um, this has been going viral. This has been going all over, you know, Twitter and Instagramming all that other stuff. And I'm going to also touch on, touch on some of the divisiveness that certain people want to put upon this woman, you know, um, Kaja Brooks is actually doing some real shit out here. She's an activist. You know, she's out here in these streets actually doing things. She, I've seen some videos of her, you know, she's a little problematic when it comes to certain shit. You know, she's a little problematic. But when you want to disrupt the system, when you want to move shit, sometimes you got to be unfiltered to be a little problematic sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You got to be problematic sometimes. She is also, um, she is also part of, um, this movement. Hold on. Let me see if I could try to get this. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's also the co-founder of the Chingona Collective. Um, the Chingona Collective is, uh, an organization that is about black women, native women, and Latin, Latina, Latinas, Latin women. Latin ex women, um, who come together and basically, um, you know, come up with ways to go against white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? So she's actually out here doing her shit. You know what I'm saying? She's actually out here doing her shit. And I know for a fact, whenever someone sees a black woman, especially a strong, unapologetically black activist woman actually out here doing her shit basically being more rah-rah than the dudes that's gonna that's gonna raise a lot of red flags that's gonna raise a lot of red flags and people like this become targets you know what i'm saying let's look at some of the the history of the these women in history these black these strong powerful you know black women in history that actually stood up and said fuck that you know what i mean let's look at that like you know what I'm saying? Like from the Black Panthers and all that. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's not act. Let's not act like this is something, you know, like, whoa, you know, the system of white supremacy is not gonna see that see this as a as a threat when they obviously will. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it real, guys. Let's keep it real. So So she's part she's a co-founder of the Chingona Collective, you know. I was actually kind of surprised, you know, so she's She's for this black and brown movement. So shout out to her. You know what I mean? And the reason why she went viral is because she basically went up to a police board meeting and told everyone off. 
That's basically what happened. She told everyone off and I want you guys to hear exactly what she said. All right. Fair warning. Um, I'm not nice and I don't seek to be respectable. I'm not asking y'all for anything because y'all can't and won't be both my savior and my oppressor. Um, I don't want reform. I want to turn this building into luxury, low cost housing. These will make some really nice apartments to me. Firstly, stop using black children as photo opportunities because they're cute now, but in 10 years, they're black male suspect in red shirt and khaki shorts. Eating cookies and drinking milk with children does not absolve you of your complicity in their oppression and denigration, Rick Smith. Because Kansas City will spend more on police than education and then try to encourage children to feast with their oppressors. Y'all are really weird. It's asinine to be called radical or homegrown terrorists for not wanting government employees to kill citizens in any instance. So I'm not here begging anything of soulless white folks and self-preserving black folks. You get one life and you all in this room have chosen profits over people and that's pathetic. So I'm gonna spend the next two minutes reading y'all for a filth, something I'm sure nobody has ever done. Nathan, the gentleman in the vomit colored men's warehouse suit in desperate need of Bosley and a haircut, a former FBI agent who exudes white privilege and is the epitome of mediocrity and who loves Trump so much that he hired his former attorney general at his firm. And it's so sweet cause he spent most of this meeting looking away with his head in his hands. Or Mark, excuse me, Pastor Mark of Victorious Life Church on 34th and Paseo, where the mission is to provide a place and opportunity to worship Jesus Christ and preach a message of hope and faith through God's holy, holy word in the building. Meanwhile, he's subjecting black people to terrorism and unchristlike behavior at the hands of KCPD outside the building. And Kathy, Miss, I'll get here before the other commission members, so I look as if I have empathy, and I'm excited to hear what they have to say. Meanwhile, I didn't have anything else to do at 8 o'clock in the morning but be rich and white and retired, so I'm here early. Or Don, owner of Wagner Investments, Blue Notes LLC, and part owner of the Royals, another rich and white and disconnected and out of touch person with nothing but pure apathy seeping through the bulging veins of your paper-colored skin. You age like trash when you're racist and subject others to violence. And David, you don't get a vote, but it'd be a shame if your really progressive students at UMKC Block School of Management knew you were a cop lover in 2020. I don't think they would be a huge fan of that in 2020. In 1960, maybe, but this is 2020. And Q, had I not spent the entirety of the last six months dragging you, I would have more to say, but I don't. And Rick, I won't even begin with you because I don't care enough about you your time to is start, up. but you will have to spend overtime in a chapel at the end of your life. You have blood on your hands, and while these idiots hold you on a pedestal, God does not honor injustice and murder. Anyways, I'll leave you soulless, profit-driven, avaricious, greedy, God-forsaken humans, including anyone who works in this building, with one Bible verse from the Bible detailing the life of Jesus, Jesus Christ, who was another unarmed black man murdered by authorities in the book you hellbound people claim to love so much. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? You're really funny. Kiki. <laughs> Yo, she, yo, she went in, and I love that shit. 
shout out to her. Shout out to KJ Brooks. Shout out to her. She went in. And I loved every motherfucking minute of that whole thing. Because she told them exactly what everybody should be telling them. She told them exactly what they are doing wrong and some of those bootlicks up in there, what they're doing wrong. I'm 100% behind her. 110%. And we should all be behind her. Now, this is what happens when you go up against white supremacy and especially the establishment of white supremacy and you embarrass them publicly. That is an L. When you start naming certain things that they're doing wrong, you start putting people like that in their place. That is a public L. A public L. So, what's gonna happen now? They're gonna, the way they think is this little Negro, little, you know, straight hair, little Bedouins, probably, that, that's how they think. You know, hell no, they're not gonna talk to us like that. We white supremacists. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna intimidate her. And guess what ended up happening? All throughout Instagram, she uh, she kept on posting, which is a really good thing. She kept on posting the fact that she was getting mysterious, weird phone calls that were really weird. She was being followed by police vans. The same police van, 818, she even confronted one of them. And she's basically getting all these threatening messages and all that other stuff because she spoke out against the system of white supremacy. Whenever you get into this activist role, whenever you get into the limelight of activism and you really start doing real change and you they see that you ain't gonna be bought, you're going to start doing real shit. Guess what is going to happen? They're going to see you as a target and they're going to target you out. You know what I'm saying? They're going to target you out. Now, the thing, think what this is, what's going to happen now, right? What's going to happen now? She's obviously, you know, being threatened by the same people. Her tax money pays to protect her. But she's against the establishment and she just publicly embarrassed all of them. You know what I'm saying? So what, what ended up happening now is the NFIC, the not fucking around crew with, uh, uh, you know, um, grandmaster J he decided or the group decided to go and protect her rightfully. So. I have a lot of mixed feelings about the NFIC, uh, the not fucking around crew. I got a lot of mixed feelings about that, but that's neither here nor there. Nobody is actually doing what those brothers are doing out here in these streets. I, I the only, the thing that I'm against is hooking up with the proud boys. I'm sorry, not a problem. I'm sorry with the Boogaloo boys and letting them in, in your mix when they're a white supremacist organization. I don't give a fuck what they tell you. No, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that. Um, publicly denounce that shit. But anyway, 
but they came up and, and she said yo i'm being protected by them shout out to them shout out to them and shout out to her because what they're saying is oh you're gonna intimidate one of our own you're going to go against your one of our your own citizens that spoke out against ya who's a voter we're gonna protect our own now which is a good fucking thing shout out to them shout out to them now none of this fucking cointel pro bullshit is gonna happen to her you know what i'm saying she ain't gonna be driving around and out of nowhere her car is gonna be set on fire and shot up you know what i'm saying she ain't gonna be writing a book or whatever the case is and then she's gonna commit suicide by two shots from the back of her head none of that shit is gonna happen now that's a good fucking thing shout out to that sister shout out to the nfic shout out to them the only thing i don't like about the nfic they hooked up with a boogaloo boy uh, that's i don't know I'm saying, but shout out to them though. Shout out to them because that shows power. That shows that <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> They're not fucking around, <laughs> you know, no pun intended, but not only that, but it shows that, yo, we got this shit. Yo, y'all got guns. We got guns too. You know what I'm saying? That's what it shows. It shows that it's a cold. That's what it shows. And I'm fucking happy about that shit. Now, I'm seeing online a bunch of collaborators or these fake pro blacks going against her having protection from the NFIC. Come on now, are you serious? They only do all of them are just doing that because they got issues with Grandmaster, with Grandmaster J. You know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest right now. These these little motherfuckers that got issues with Grandmaster J are not outside doing the same shit he's doing. They, they are not outside actually getting a whole movement together, a whole black militia together, and actually doing what they're doing. They always stay behind the computer and start and start live streaming and start complaining. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't want to hear none of that shit. I really don't. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Shout out to KG Brooks. I'm saying shout out to Grandmaster um, Grandmaster J for protecting her because that's exactly what we gotta be. Because right now that shows the the nation, not only the nation, but the community is coming out to protect their own, and that shows power. And people are scared of that. People are scared of that. And rightfully so. They should be. They definitely should be. Look what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Definitely should be. So shout out to her. Shout out to that sister. You know what I'm saying? Now, moving on to my next topic. The presidential elections, right? My thoughts so far, <laughs> so far, because while I'm recording this, we don't even know who won, who's winning, who lost, none of that shit. All right. So a couple of, a couple of uh, narratives that I want to clear up 
but well i'll do that i'll do that during this whole thing um the presidential election so i made uh, i got uh i made a live stream pretty good i got some of the trolls that were against me on the live stream and we had a great conversation you know what i'm saying um i entered i entered the the conversation into like let's have a conversation whoever you voted for i really don't care who you voted for um let's just have a open conversation you know what i'm saying and if you voted for for the right tell me why and if you voted for the left tell me why that's it that's all it is that's all we were doing right and I said I, I didn't want to get I didn't want to get into it because it wasn't for all of that. It was for more of an understanding. And I'm glad that the night went the same way it did because that's what we achieved on that live stream. It was more of an understanding, figuring out where certain people are leaning towards. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's keep it real. I was definitely checking some of the people that came with that bullshit, but for the most part, I was just here to listen. You know, some of it I agree with, some of it I didn't agree with. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely gave my opinions when I agreed with it, and I definitely gave my opinions when I didn't agree with it. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, let's just look at this overall election. Um, so far. Some of the numbers are coming back, right? Um, of the demographic of voters and stuff like that. Some of the some of the some of the numbers are coming back, some of the numbers are being changed, some of the numbers are being updated, some of the numbers are staying the same, right? Now, um with this whole presidential election, the kinda it 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 says a lot. It says that um Black folks, well, majority, majority, majority of black folks and Latin folks, um, we came out, but we didn't come out in droves. Well, the young people didn't come out in droves from 18 to I think was it 25. We didn't come out in strong numbers in droves. That says something, especially the ADOS FBA crowd didn't come out in droves like that it says a lot what that says is you that pandering bullshit with hot sauce with putting battle rap in the tv and all that other dumb shit that pandering bullshit is over you gotta bring more tangibles to the table than anything else you know what i'm saying Definitely got to bring more tangibles to the table than anything else. So that is breeding a rebellious type of class, which truth be told, we kind of need. You know what I'm saying we actually kind of need that because the reason why I said we need that is because when you have a rebellious type of class, then your needs will be met later on sitting back and not voting which is a good thing um i think voting locally is very is way more important you know what i'm saying but like you know presidentially not voting at all sitting this one out 
because you're not seeing neither side giving you anything specifically individually lower taxes or fracking the here and there bringing jobs back here immigration rights there yes i totally understand i totally understand individual you know um um needs but let's be honest specifically what have these people promised or done for black and latin people trump goes up with a photo op for goya talking about yeah i'm gonna give hispanic schools wait hold up hispanic schools what's a hispanic school last time i checked you can't discriminate in schools and make it 100% Hispanic. So what is a Hispanic school? I'm going to put more education for Hispanic school and more money into the community. Okay. What community? Because Latin people don't have a Latin town. Latin people don't have a Hispanic town. You know what I'm saying? We have demographics that's cut up into red zones that black and Latin people share. So you do have certain areas as more Latin than black and other areas as more black than Latin. Yes, but they're not, you know, they're not known or, 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 or talked about or referenced as a Latin something. You know what I'm saying? The only place. The only place that I could think of that is named as Latin something is Spanish Harlem. Why? Because the majority of them are Puerto Rican there, which is now Dominicans. Let's be honest. But again, it's Spanish Harlem, just an area. Uh, Latin people majority of the time don't own shit there. Like a Chinatown. Majority of the time they don't have um, you know, ownership of houses there, like a Chinatown. They don't have their own schools and banks, like a Jewish synagogue community. They don't do that. They don't. We don't have that shit. So what has been coming? So there it goes. What has Trump or Biden promised or done specifically for us? It hasn't. They they haven't done shit whatsoever. They have not done a goddamn thing whatsoever. So with that being said, why should I fucking vote? By the way, I did go out and vote locally. I voted for the Senate, the house, lo some local representatives, some local laws in my town. I left that presidential box blank. I could have voted for the green party. I could have voted for the um, Libertarian Party, but I didn't. I left that shit blank. There was there's one space that they that it's like you know you add whoever you want to add to. I was about to be like yo radical Latino, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but I left that shit blank, and I went out. I voted, but I didn't vote for the president. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna be stupid and to do that, get out of here with that. I'm not doing that. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? So we haven't gotten anything specifically. Latin people, immigration rights isn't a Latin specific issue. Let's get over that. That's the only thing they come at us with. Let's get over that. On top of that, Latin people, we're not a monolith. We're not. Different Latin people have different type of cultures and different type of views. Even though we don't come together as one, but socially, yeah, we're cool with each other, but to unite, we're not. We're not united. Are you crazy? We are not united whatsoever. And I'm talking about Latin Americans. You know what I'm saying? Latin Americans. Immigrants, that's their own shit. I'm talking about first gen and up Latin Americans here. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it real. We got to keep it real. So the presidential thing is happening. Then you start, you, you start, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to certain people and they, you know, individuality, but they're not saying something specifically. All right. Then you start going on Twitter about Latinos. Oh my God. Latinos are white supremacists. They're racist. Stop. Stop that shit right in the hell. Stop. Stop that shit. Right. Because let's, let's, let's be real. Let's be real right now. Let's be a hundred percent real. Latin people in Florida are not giving that shit to Trump just like that. If that was the case, then the president, the, the, all the presidents should be pandering to Latin people. You know what I'm saying? Latin people in Florida are not shifting huge elections out here. Get out of here with that bullshit. That's not happening. Okay. Not happening. Secondly, if you actually look at the map, Miami, Tampa, Orlando are all blue. So that goes against the narrative when we're talking about Republicans being racist and the Democrat, even though they got their own racist bullshit being non-racist, let's keep it real. If you really look at it and even I put it on my Instagram today, the numbers of Latin people that voted for, 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 uh, Republican and Democrat and all that other stuff. Latin people who voted for, for, for Democrat is 67%. So what? So what? The Democrats didn't do shit for us anyway. Wasn't the Democrats the same people who got Kamala Harris? Somebody that doesn't give a fuck about non-white people. So who cares? That, that right there, that little shit, you know, calling people racist and coons and all, get the fuck out of here. Nah, nah, we got to change the type of narrative, especially for us live people. We got to change that type of narrative. We, we gotta, we have to check these people who come in and start saying, well, y'all racist and to break it down. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Hold up. So I voted for, for the Republican party. I'm a racist. Okay. But Joe Biden said this. What's up with that? Oh, uh, um, um, well, Joe Biden did this. What's up with that? Kamala Harris did this and this and this. What's up with that? Uh, uh um, 
Um, oh, but I'm the racist because I voted Republican. Get the fuck out of here with that. I'm saying? Be like, yo, we're both racist because we both voted for racist ass people. You know what I'm saying? Hit him with that dumb shit. I mean, people are coming at me because I didn't vote at all. For the president, I mean. I didn't vote at all. People are coming at me for that shit. You not voting is like voting for Trump. Suck my dick. That makes no sense. I live in New York. <laughs> Listen, even if I didn't vote for the president, that shit was still going to go to Biden. So it doesn't really matter. I... I voted for Biden by default. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on now. Come on now. So, all of this bullshit, you know, started to happen. Let's cut it out. Now, I'm hearing conspiracy theories that, yo, the Democratic Party might be stealing this election. I don't know how true that is. We got to keep it real. Let's not go into conspiracy theories now. All right. Let's not. Um, remember, this is the first time in modern history that a lot of mail-in ballots were mailed in. They're still being counted. Certain states are shifting. I did see something weird where a state turned blue, but yet Biden was not even in the lead. Shout out to the Andrew show. He's the one that hit me up with that. That was a little weird. But these are the these are the th these are some of the tactics they might use to fuck around with. You know what I'm saying? They're stealing the election. This might be another George W. Bush, Florida shit all over again. I don't know. I don't know. But f from what I'm from so far that I'm recording, right? So far, let me look at the election um election uh, live map right let me look at that so far as i'm recording joe biden has 264 he's literally literally six points away to that 270 to win and donald trump is 214 you know what i'm saying donald trump is 214 um, there's also, there's still, uh, four undecided states, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alaska. Um, Georgia right now, because they are, you know, getting the, the votes in Donald Trump and Joe Biden are tied 49 and 49. It could go either way with Georgia and Georgia, I believe is one of the swing states. Right. North Carolina obviously is go go is going to to Biden to I'm sorry to Trump, but we don't know. And Pennsylvania right now is also tied 49 and 49. Nevada. Nevada is going to Joe, but Donald Trump is creeping up to the Nevada joint. You know what I'm saying? So. We really got to see, you know, um, Joe Biden needs, uh, six more points. Trump needs, and he's at two fourteen, So he needs a lot more. The way I see it is if Pennsylvania comes in, it's over. If Pennsylvania comes in and locks everything, it's over. Trump won this 
it's over because remember whoever hits 270 for the president whoever hits it they they win you know what i'm saying they automatically win and you know what i'm saying so they automatically win you know so there's a lot of there's a lot of like swing states like uh, florida ohio michigan new hampshire you know iowa you know what i'm saying texas which that wasn't <laughs> texas really that's not a surprise but um yeah so with that being said you know this is something you know we uh we really gotta you know we gotta look out look out for um stop voting for tradition stop voting because our great grandma did it and all this other dumb shit let's no let's not vote like that we gotta be more strategic with our vote you know what i'm saying very more strategic with our vote you know what i mean but anyway moving on to my next topic the main topic oh my god the main topic now i know some of you guys might be a little surprised on the title of this type of white allies we need what do i mean by that radical the fuck you mean you say you said we gotta be cool with white folks I'm not saying that. I'm saying is this should be a criteria for the type of white allies we should bring around. That's all. Now, again, I am not speaking or talking about speakers like Tim Wise and all these other little white women who get on college campuses and start speaking like, oh my God, this is horrible. We definitely gotta get together. I'm a white woman. Stop. Let's stop. No, we're not talking about that because as a white person, you need to have a track record, a motherfucking track record on what the fuck you did to become an ally. Being a white ally should not be something just because you know, a couple of Tupac songs and you should just join the fight. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Nah, that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely not happening. So, you know, you, you gotta have a track record. You know what I'm saying? A real legit track record. So, let me just give you guys, I, I'm not talking about speeches and shit like that. Oh, I'm, I'm here to talk about a speech about how racism is bad. No, you don't got no track record. Get the fuck out of here. Now, this is the definition, my definition for a white ally. Going into the front lines of white supremacy. That's very important. Going into the front lines of white supremacy and fighting against injustice. Knowing their white privilege can be revoked and causing real change. That's very important. Knowing their white privilege can be revoked. Now, let's be honest. White white folks stay on fucking code. White folks stay on code. Whenever they see a white person getting off code, 
going against somebody, some, some, some things or somebody that they feel like it's inferior. You shouldn't go be rocking with. They'll let you, they'll let you know straight up. They might even call you the N word, believe it or not. There's videos of certain white folks going for black lives matter and they're being called the N word right in their face. You know why? Because now you're not white no more. Their white card has been revoked. That white privilege has been revoked. Now you're a nigger to me. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Now, hopefully these white folks that I'm going to be talking about right now should be a very good criteria of what type of white allies we should bring around and need. All right. If you live in the hood and you got a couple of black and Latin people around you and all that other shit, and the only white boy in the neighborhood, there's only one white boy in the neighborhood. He wants to be down. He'd be wearing all the do rags and shit. And the motherfucker's more gangster than everybody up in the block. Test that motherfucker. Make sure he will knock a cop's head off when he, when that cop is not practicing justice and see if he doesn't snitch then bring that dude around before before that nah i'm, I'm good <laughs> go over there clarence all right brad you you stay in your little cul-de-sac all right chad <laughs> so the first white white ally is john brown oh shit john brown now in historical papers they have him under uh, abolitionist and the thing is that's very misleading because if you really go down the list of abolitionists you will see some really good writers like black folks some really good writers like white folks but then they sprinkle in some weird people like thomas jefferson abraham lincoln susan b anthony who were not not abolitionists whatsoever they were basically some racist people who you know, co-opted certain movements, you know, or main movements that had not the interests of black folks. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, John Brown, and mind you, these are the uh, white folks that helped out black and Latin people for the, sometimes for the most part, blacks and the other part, you know, both black and Latin. You know what I'm saying? So John Brown, John Brown did not give a freezak. He actually wanted violence, believe it or not. When he went to the bleeding, the battle of the bleeding Kansas crisis in the 1850s, he was disappointed and he said, what the fuck is all this? Hold up. Y'all motherfuckers just all talk. Oh, hell no. I want some action. I want some action. So what he ended up doing was getting a couple of folks together and some were, were slaves and mind you, John Brown was against slavery. So that's why he was having all these battles. You know, he had a battle battle of the second in Lawrence, another battle in blackjack, another battle in on uh, Wichita and few other battles, right? To free slaves because he said that God told him that this slavery is bullshit. 
and God didn't want it. So he, in his own words, he believed that he was doing the work of God, which to be honest with you, even though I don't believe and I'm not a Christian, but shit, that's a good God to me. If you're against racism, you know, even though they were using God and the Bible to justify it, but all right, whatever. But it wasn't until October, 1958, I'm sorry, 1959 that John Brown led a raid against the armory in Virginia known today as West Virginia, right? Because he wanted to, he wanted to steal all the weapons and give it to, uh, to slaves so they could f keep on fighting this revolution and have a revolt. You know what I'm saying? But that, you know, that raid soon fell apart. He was captured. So certain people were killed. And mind you, Robert E. Lee, Robert E. Lee, you know, was, uh, was the one in charge of all of this shit. Caught up, caught Brown and killed them and hung. Uh, basically Brown got lynched. But John Brown is one of these riders that we are looking for white folks. That's one example. Another example, the Pro documents. Now the Pro documents were basically a, do a documents that the FBI had in the FBI headquarters. If it wasn't for a group of people that were part of the citizens commission that went inside the FBI headquarters and basically broke into that shit in Pennsylvania, took all those papers and materials and leaked it to the press. They were a group of white folks. These are the type of white folks we need around. Because remember those Pro documents, they exposed everything. They exposed how they were basically targeting black and Latin people falsely in the media saying that they were committing crimes when they weren't sounds familiar. Um, targeting black and Latin activists, even some other activists that weren't even black and Latin, they were native, I believe, but they were targeting these type of individuals and these type of groups and power groups. Why? Because that was a threat. That was a threat to the establishment. These white folks came inside, burgled the FBI headquarters and took that shit and leaked it out. Those are the type of white folks we need around. Another type of white folks we need around Antifa. Antifa means anti-fascist is a movement is an idea. Literally anybody that's against racism is Antifa. Let's keep it real. These white folks cover their faces up and go in uh, on white supremacists. These are the type of white folks we need around. One of these Antifa people actually shot a white supremacist Trump supporter and he went on the, on the news because he was fearing for his life. I believe a couple of days after and then there was a warrant out for his arrest and he got gunned down. Let's keep it real. He got gunned down, but Antifa, those type of white folks that we need around black lives matter, BLM. Let's be honest. 
BLM right now is a white movement. <laughs> Let's keep it real. The only time you see black people in this type of movement is when they're being labeled as Black Lives Matter when clearly they're not. But they're actually doing real shit out here. They're actually moving shit out here. Though Black Lives Matter are the type of white folks we need around. Those are white allies. Gary Webb. Who's Gary Webb, Radical? Great question. Gary Webb is a former California journalist that exposed the crack epidemic that was funneled from the CIA into this country to get our people in our neighborhoods fucked up on crack to fund a Contra war. That's who Gary Webb is and he made this series called Dark Alliance. Gary Webb ended up committing quote unquote suicide by two gunshots to the back of the head. Let's keep it real. Obviously we could both tell what the fuck is going on, you know? Two gunshots to the back of the head, come on now. But Gary Webb is one of the type of white allies we need around. Michael Wood, who is Michael Wood? He's a former Baltimore cop, Michael Wood. He became super famous in 2000, I believe, eight, seven or eight, I believe, or maybe 10 or 11, I believe, by basically blowing the whistle on the Baltimore Police Department, saying that they practice racism and they actually encourage it. To the point where he started getting a bunch of death threats to the point where he had to move with him and his family out of the Baltimore area and somewhere else. And he made sure he was in multiple interviews exposing as much as he can. Michael Wood is one of these white folks we need around. Norman Stamper. Who is Norman Stamper? Norman Stamper is a former police Seattle chief who wrote a book called Breaking Rank. This book he wrote under a pen name, Norman, Norman, I think Stamper, Norm Stamper. I believe that's his fake pen name. I don't know if that's his real name or pen name. I don't know. But anyway. He wrote a book called Breaking Ranking. He basically exposed all the racism inside his department and all the racism he was stopping from inside his department to the point where he started getting death threats. One of his cars, I think, blew up or some shit mysteriously. Somebody tried to assassinate him four or five times to the point where he had to move to the mountains somewhere. And whenever he does interviews, he does that shit through a VPN, cross server, satellite bullshit, and all that. Either way, he's one of these white folks we need around. Andrew Goodman, Michael Schorschinger, and James Chanity. Andrew and Michael are both white. James is black. These three men 
right here passed away during the during the civil rights movement they passed away because they were they took it upon themselves to register black people in the 60s to register them to vote and certain people found that as a no yeah not you guys are not doing that not at all you know what i'm saying that's not that's not happening you feel me so they were part of a movement CAFO, the Council of Federated Organizations, and another one called CORE, the Congress of Racial Equality. They were part of this movement, and one of their missions was to have black folks basically register to vote. And they went to a church that was burned down that was part of the community what ended up happening and mind you this this happened outside philadelphia mississippi right what ended up happening was they got stopped by the police and handcuffed by speeding right handcuffed thrown in for a couple of hours and they, they were let go after they were let go the police and the local clansmen around the area ended up finding out what these three were doing and then they got followed outside of the county state lines and then they got stopped again and abducted they ended up finding out that these three men were executed murdered and burned and they were found in a ditch these three men out because this is for the white people well obviously james the black dude shout out to you man you know rest in peace but andrew and michael are the type of white people we need around the other type of white person we need around is reverend james reb james reb r-e-e-b reverend james reb he was a minister and decided to march during Selma. When he decided to march during Selma, the local clan around the area decided against that. And obviously a fight ensued. He was right there in the front line protecting black folks and he was fighting the clan. He got beat so bad that he ended up being in a coma to the point where he died a few days after. James Reb is one of these white folks we need around. Viola Lizzo was a was a mother of three who drove during the civil rights movement, I believe from Pennsylvania. I am not so sure. I believe she drove. I'm sorry. No, she drove from Detroit, Michigan. Sorry. To Selma, Alabama. 
What ended up happening was she went to the protest, protested, a bunch of fights happened. She was fighting the clans, the clan. And then she basically, you know, went to her little hotel room or whatever the case is. She ended up leaving after everything was done. Got back in her car and she was followed to the point where she was shot dead in her car. Later on, they found out it was a clan that did it and nobody else was murdered. I mean, I'm sorry. Nobody else was, uh, was, uh, a, a, you know, charged for the murder and is basically unsolved to this day. That's Viola Lizzo L I U Z Z O. Those are the type of white folks that we need around. The Quaker religion, religious group. The Quakers is a group full of white folks that believe in equal rights for every human being in the planet and was a very essential part, not only in the um, abolishment of slavery, but they were a very essential part in the equal rights of civil rights. They house black folks. They help people with money. The Quaker religious group. These are the white folks we need around. And lastly, but leastly, and mind you, there's a lot more white folks, but I'm not going to be here naming them all. Jane Elliott. I know in the beginning I said, I'm not going to be talking about speakers. I'm going to be talking about people who actually did shit. Jane Elliott is one of these people that actually did shit. Jane Elliott is one of these people that actually saw what happened to Martin Luther King and decided to make an experiment in her classroom. To the point where she saw what that experiment, the blue white test, if anybody doesn't know the blue white test, when she saw the outcome of this, and mind you, this happened to small children, children, <laughs> small children. When she found out how this started to occur, she decided to do the same experiment on adults and found out the most remarkable thing ever that racism in this country is alive and well, and it isn't quelled by anything and white folks in particular have this privilege. I'm not saying white supremacists. I'm saying white folks have this privilege and mind you, this is her own words that they need to check. And Jane Elliott is the one that basically be making white folks cry. I swear to God, that shit is funny as hell, but she's, uh, she's one of these white folks we need around mind you. She says certain things recently about reparations and not giving it to black folks or whatever the case is. Um, she believes she should give it to, uh, we should give it to, um, to the natives first or whatever the case is. 
Listen, it, I, I really don't give a fuck about that. All right. Her main thing, it was, you know, her, her main, ex, her experiment and the way she, uh, you know, she advocates for the ending of racism is more than I need than just to really care about an old lady, you know, saying something out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? Jane Elliott is one of these white folks that we need around. Mind you, Jane Elliott has gotten all type of uh, threats and all that other shit. She's still out here doing her thing. You know what I'm saying? So Jane Elliott is one of these white folks we need around. And again, these are just the types of white allies we need. I hope this criteria kind of breaks it down on the things that we need from these white folks, because we can't be allowing anybody white, black, Latin, whoever who don't have a track record and doesn't isn't bringing anything to the movement, isn't bringing anything for empowerment. You know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, when it comes to somebody white and they know the privilege that they hold and they benefit from white supremacy and every white person, no matter who they are, white supremacists or not, you know what I'm saying? No matter who they are, they could jump in and out of white supremacy when they want to. That's the privilege that they also hold. So, you know, it's very important that we actually um, you know, call out these figures and, you know, see that there are some white allies out here that will ride for us. You know what I'm saying? And these are the type of criteria that we need to look for, for these type of people who want to ride out, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, again, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Sorry that it's late. I'm not going to be late. You know, I just did it for the election and all that other stuff. Go check out my YouTube channel, radical Latino on YouTube. And you can see the live election that I did for five hours. Everybody joined, everybody went crazy and all that. Right. Also, if you want to support me monetarily, dollar sign radical Latino on cash app or go to my website, radicallatino.com. Donate button right there on your right hand side. You guys are broke as shit. It's totally fine. Go to my YouTube. I'll monetize, watch the video and all good. Or just, you know, rate the podcast five stars and y'all be good. You know what I'm saying? Y'all be all right. Ain't all that. Remember to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the same name radical underscore latino underscore don't forget it now as i always end every segment with i'm gonna end it today i'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees i'm gonna catch y'all guys all right with that being said peace